And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. That scripture is coming from Romans chapter 8, verse 28. And so I just want to say welcome back. Happy New Year. I missed you guys. And during my leave of absence, that's what I'm going to call it, um, I decided to give you guys the nickname. So I want to call you Gold Diggers. And it just fits with the name of Girls on Another Level. So that's what we're doing. We're reaching new goals. Like, that. that's what we're here for. It's a new year, fresh start. But that also points to the reason why I chose the scripture that I did. Because I did attend my watch night service, um, headed into the new year. And the theme is just focused on better, better. You know, we all experienced a lot of things, me as well. You know, we've experienced health things, dealing with the pandemic, flu, just other, you know, ailments that may have, you know, taken over our body at one point, you know, dealing with mental issues, just other personal issues throughout life. And that that's life, you know, but we got to keep hanging in there because God did not leave us, you know, still throughout everything we've been through, just being faithful unto God. He's blessed us. Think about it. Yeah, okay, you may have had the flu, you may have had COVID for a little bit, but you're still here. We still survived. It's a new year, and I'm excited to see what 2022 has in store. So that is the thing for this year, just better. But like I said, I apologize for my leave of absence. I'm back, I'm better, and we're going to kick the season off. So from the clip that I'm about to play, can you guys guess what career we're going to be talking about today? This is your first time waxing. Um, no, no, it's not. Hmm. Hmm. You wait too long in between. Oh, I, I was here a week ago. No. All right, guys, so welcome back to another episode of Girls on Another Level. Today, I have the honor and privilege to interview Key, and she is a licensed esthetician out of North Carolina. So welcome, everybody. Um, Key to the show. Hi, Key. How are you doing today? Hi, I'm well. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Pretty good. So we're just going to go ahead and jump in there um, because I'm ready for everybody to hear your story. Um, So like I said, Key is a licensed esthetician, um, but she launched her business last year. So my first question will be, what were you doing prior to um, becoming an esthetician? Um, well, prior to becoming an esthetician, I actually, well, I still also keep having a corporate job as well. So um, in corporate America, I'm a supervisor at LabCorp, um, which is one of the major laboratories within the United States that does laboratory testing. Um, and I handle the accounting side of um, LabCorp. Okay. So I manage, at LabCorp, I have about 11 to 12 employees at a time. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So I still have my nine to five, too. <laughs> that's, that's a lot to balance, but we'll get into more of what you have to balance shortly here. Um, but what made you choose um, or what inspired you to enroll into school and become a licensed esthetician? Um, I read from your bio that you were previously furloughed because of COVID. So you could have right. chosen any path. So what inspired you to become an esthetician? 
Well, for so long, I've had an interest in skincare. And it was, um, like I said, I had worked for corporate America for so long, and it was just so hard to find a school that was willing to work around those hours. Because, of course, working there, especially being in leadership, it's not typically an eight to five. It's eight to whenever the job ends. So, um, you know, it was hard to find a school that would work around that schedule or accommodate that schedule. And, of course, with aesthetics, it's more hands-on. So it's not something that you could do online. Um, so when the furlough happened, um, I just took that as an opportunity, like, okay, I know it's a furlough, I know it's temporary, but I'm going to jump, you know, right into going to school because it was actually something that I had prayed for and something that, you know, I, I really desired. And I know, you know, oftentimes when our prayers are answered, it doesn't come the way that, you know, we expect it. So I just looked at that as one of those things and it was like I got and the weird thing about it was being in leadership they had trained me for about two to three weeks leading up to me being furloughed mm-hmm. on how to handle furloughing my employees so I'm being trained to furlough people without the slightest idea that I was also on the list so um it was like on that Monday I got furloughed and I just instantly started calling schools and I found a school in the area that said that they actually had a class starting Thursday, but it was filled. And I was like, please, you know, whatever I need to do, like, please, I'll come, I'll pay whatever, just, you know, let me enroll. So I went to the school, did the tour, um, I was able to put down my deposit and I just went from there. But you know, I just felt like at that point, you know, everything happens for a reason. Definitely. Wow. That's crazy. Wow. <laughs> I was so stressed out. Like, I was so stressed because these, a lot of my employees were people that had been my employees for, you know, three, four plus years. So I was stressed on how to talk to these people to tell them, okay, hey, you're going to get furloughed. And at the same time, while I'm worrying about them, you know, the same thing is happening to me. So, you know, it was kind of weird, but it was part of the plan. So, wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> So actually taking what you think you know and then actually being in that environment, what are some things that you learned? Well, I definitely learned that I didn't know as much as I thought I knew. Because, <laughs> you know, initially I just thought, you know, okay, facials, you moisturize, you cleanse, you tone, just, you know, the basics about facials. I did not realize how key anatomy was into aesthetics and understanding um the human body and how it relates to your skin and different types of skin disorders it was so much that i learned you know within a short period of time that i had no idea worked hands-on with aesthetics so it it was definitely a learning experience i definitely learned a lot and and like i said the biggest thing i learned is i definitely didn't know as much as i thought i did Mm, wow i didn't even think about about that with you know being the skin and thinking about you know the anatomy of the body and everything like that I didn't even think that deep into right. it I'm just like all right rubbing you know <laughs> cleansing wash and on your face and, and we're just gonna get you together <laughs> right and and it was and you know even when I was in school I'm like why do I need to know this you know why do I need to know about these glands and this and that you know this is a bit much but then you know once I started doing the hands-on and then some of the questions people asked me in relation to why some products were better than others or what products they can use on their skin or different type of um, things that's going on with their skin it, it made sense like I'm able to answer those questions now because I understand how the body works 
Mm, that's interesting. That's amazing. So it is. Yes. You did say, you know, that it's a lot more than what you expected um, initially going into um, into school. So now that you've gotten, you know, a foundation and a basis of, you know, skincare and all that entails, how are you able to find new trends and stay up to date with knowledge um, in regards to this field? Well, um, the aesthetics field is one that I feel like is growing every single day. Um, you know, with technology, they're finding new ways to advance in skincare. And so a lot of the um, vendors that I use, they actually offer um, ongoing trainings. So, you know, they have trainings to keep you up to date on what products are new, what machines are new, um, things of that nature. So it's just, I feel like it's continuing learning. It's always a learning process. And there's so many continuous education courses that I can take just to, you know, kind of stay afloat in the business and stay up to date with the business. Okay, definitely. That's interesting. I, I'm just like listening to the things that you're saying now and just from reading your bio and, you know, doing a little bit of research prior to, and I'm just amazed because I never really thought of it in terms of everything you're describing with the anatomy of the body and, you know, different vendors and the skincare and how it appeals to your skin type. I just, you know, well, for one, I've never had a facial yet. So that might be why Uh I'm out here. (laughs) out here just lost and confused <laughs> yeah and you, and you definitely need a facial and like I tell uh, uh, you know a lot of my people that come in it's not only taking care of your skin I just feel like you know especially with everything going on with the pandemic with just everything going on in the outside world you know having that facial that just gives you an hour so just to come in lay down relax don't leave everything at the door it's like that's your time and you know you can forget about work you can forget about family you can forget about everything you just spend that time there just clearing your mind um and relaxing and meditating you know just spending that time to yourself so it's so much more than just getting a facial. I just look at it as, it's, you know, the ultimate self-care. When I went into it, I, I always tell my mom, I'm like, I went into it, you know, thinking I'm just going to be an esthetician. But, you know, you find yourself being like a therapist. You find yourself being a person's friend. You find yourself quoting scriptures. It's like you find so much in it because you never know what that person that's laying on that table needs. So it's been an amazing journey for me. I wish... You were in Georgia, but I won't be going to North Carolina anytime soon, so I'll have to get my facial down here. But (laughs) you did say that, you know, you're dealing with different clients and you never know when they're walking into your establishment, you know, all of the weight that they're carrying. Um, And so for you to, you know, be their therapist or whatever you need to be at that moment to, you know, give good service to your customer, um, in your opinion, what characterizes a good esthetician? Um, well, I think a good esthetician is definitely you have to be open-minded. Um, you have to understand that not everyone is the same. Um, so you're going to you're gonna deal with, you know, different um, personalities. You're going to deal with different people. Um, so it's definitely, you know, just being open-minded. And when people come in... Um, I feel like a good esthetician is going to 
just make sure that that person is relaxed. Make sure that that person has everything that they need at that at that moment. Um, just to feel like, you know, I'm, I'm escaping the outside world. This is what I need at this time. Um, a good esthetician is definitely a good communicator. Um, I always think of myself as like, I'm kind of an introvert, but not really. And it's, it's so weird because I, I'm kind of in the middle. So I definitely feel like a good esthetician is able to communicate with everybody um, and adjust to all communication styles. I'm glad you said that because I'm like that too. Certain situations, <laughs> certain times, you know, I'm just quiet to myself. But when need be, right. you know, I'm able to just hop out of that shell and, you know, put on my smile and introduce myself to people and just network and, you know, create conversations. So I definitely agree. I had that conversation with someone the other day and they were like, no, you you can't be both. I'm like, it's, it's a thing. Like, <laughs> It, it definitely is. <laughs> it definitely is. Because in some situations, you can put me there, and it's like my anxiety is on a thousand. And it's like I, I completely shut down. But then it's, you can put me in front of a networking panel. You can put me in front of a hundred people to speak. You can put me in front of strangers touching their face and doing their facials, and I'm fine. I, I can talk to them like I've known them all my life. But then mm-hmm. it's just, you know, certain situations, like I just totally freeze up and shut down and I'm like oh my goodness what is wrong with me I know and it's always crazy because it's like the smaller environments and that's where you really think like okay girl now you know you're not nervous I'm like yeah exactly and I and I saw a post the other day and it was like the most relatable post I have ever seen because it was like you know sometimes I'm that person that when I get out of somebody's car or if I'm walking to a car, I'm kind of have that fear and nervousness of, okay, are they watching me walk to the car or, you know, carrying a lunch tray. I have that fear of I'm carrying a tray. Am I going to drop this tray? It was like everything that they were saying, it was kind of relatable to me. But then at the same time, I'm, I'm not that uh, introverted where, you know, I'm that nervous and the anxiety is high all times. It's just, I don't know. It's so weird. I think if I feel like one person is looking at me, I kind of shut down. But if it's like a mass of people, then I'm okay. No, I totally agree. That's definitely (laughs) me 100%. And I'm glad that we're having this talk because (laughs) now they're not going to know that I'm not the only one that deals with this because it, it can be a struggle sometimes because, you know, you're trying to get out of you know, that habit of creating this anxiety because it's like, I, I know I'm fine. I know I, I can say what I need to say in front of this person. It's just that anxiety that just builds up. But being right. that, you know, I'm glad we hopped into this because I want to segue um, because you have endured. Um, 2020 was an interesting year for you um, and you've endured a lot. And I, I know a little bit about your situation um but i want you to share with the listeners some of the challenges that you faced in 2020 um and how you've overcome those those challenges okay so yeah definitely so back um in january of 2020 pre-covid um i was actually diagnosed with stage three breast cancer which came out of nowhere i'm you know still pretty young and it, it, it just, you know, hit me like a ton of bricks because it came out of nowhere. I don't really have a family history. Um, I've always been healthy, 
you know, my, my grandmother, my, my great-grandmother lives to be almost 100. So it was like out of nowhere, where did this come from? Um, so I was diagnosed and they started, they wanted to, um, I was diagnosed with what's called triple negative, which is considered to be pretty aggressive. So they wanted to attack it like right away. Um, so I started chemo like a week after I got diagnosed. Um, and that was in January. The chemo ran all the way up until the end of May. So it was real long, every week going in for chemo. And then in, you know, early March, COVID hit. And while I was enduring that, like I'm the type of person, like I kind of told you, I kind of shut down. So in the midst of going through that, like other than my mother who lives in another state, nobody really knew what was going on except for a couple of best friends. It was just something that I wanted to do by myself because I really didn't want, you know, anybody else to carry my burdens or be worried or anything like that. Because I know a lot of times as soon as you hear the C word, like everybody gets terrified. So it was kind of something that, you know, I just wanted to keep to myself. So when pre-COVID hit and they stopped all the visitors at the hospitals and everybody was having to go to the hospitals um, and to treatments and stuff alone, that, that really didn't affect me because I was already doing that pre-COVID. Um, but my heart did go out to a lot of the older people and people that didn't understand, you know, what was going on. Um, so that was definitely a tough journey. And like I said, that ended the end of May. I got furloughed early May. So getting furloughed, going through that, and then trying to go to school was like a whole lot. It was like a, a juggle. <laughs> and um, so I started school in May, at the end of May, finished my chemo at the end of May. But um, I was in line to have a double mastectomy. So since um, COVID, you know, had hit, they had pretty much stopped all of the non-emergency surgery. So luckily, I was able to get scheduled to have a double mastectomy in June. And me being me, I'm thinking I'm going to go to the hospital. I'll go to school through Friday. I'll have the surgery on Tuesday, and I'll be back in class by Thursday. It didn't work that way because the double mastectomy was rough. It was it was really, really rough on my body. So I was out of school for about a week and a half, not too long. Um, and I was able to go back to school and I had to do physical therapy um, while in school. And um, when they did the double mastectomy, they did also go ahead and do the implant. So I was all set. So I had all that out of the way, but I did also have to take radiation. So I started radiation. Um, in early August and then the radiation ran through. I actually just finished radiation the first week of January. So that was long because I had to go to the hospital every single day for radiation. But it was like, um, you know, the most important thing to me at that time was just making sure I finished school. And it was when I was um, going through chemo, like I said, a lot of times after COVID, no one could be in the waiting rooms or in the treatment area. So it was like, and me, I'm, I'm just always me. So when I would go to chemo, like I would, I would dress up, I would put makeup on, you know, I, I would look like I'm going to the mall, not necessarily chemo. Um, and so this little lady, and I didn't lose my hair or anything, thank God. Um, this lady, she talked to me one day and she was like, you know, you're so pretty. I wish I was pretty. And like that broke my heart. Cause I'm like, you know, at no point, should anybody feel like that? Like, no matter what you have going on in life, no matter what life throws you, it's not even a fact of the beauty on the outside, it's the beauty on the inside. And I just feel like, you know, the way that you 
you look reflects the way that you feel as well. So it was like when she said that and I was in school, I was like, oh, my God, I got to dedicate something to these people, you know, that, that are feeling this way, that are just going through life right now and they don't know what's in them and they don't feel pretty. And, you know, so I decided that once I finished school, I would, you know, dedicate at least two services a month to oncology patients. So I've, I've done that. That's been successful thus far. And I'm actually getting ready to... Um, complete oncology training as an esthetician. So that's going to be something under my belt. I'll specialize in oncology patients. Um, you know, because luckily, like, I, I never looked like what I went through. When people heard my story and people when people found out, like, they were amazed, even my school. Like, I told um, the, the um, like, the vice president and everything at the school when mm-hmm. I was over, like, when I was getting my certificate. And they were like amazed. They were like, "Oh my God, you went through all this, and you know, we never, we never knew it." I'm like, "It's okay, it's cool." And it was so cool because, you know, when they have the ring the bell ceremony, normally everybody's family is there with them, you know, to celebrate ringing the bell at the last chemo. Well, mm-hmm. me, my friends, my friends are so amazing. They are. They couldn't come in the hospital because of COVID. So they had like this, everybody was outside with like pink shirts on and posters with my picture on it and balloons. And they had handmade a bell and, you know, they celebrated it outside, which was amazing. And then, you know, when the school found out about it, they actually got bells and everybody rung the bell with me to it, you know, graduation. So it was so cute and it was so amazing. But, you know, I just feel like at that time, you know, I went through that, but it wasn't necessarily for me, right? You know, I know I endured it, but it was for me to open my eyes and recognize the help that I could provide to others. So, um, like I said, oncology aesthetics is definitely something that I am going to specialize in um, in the near future. Wow, that's amazing. I just, truly, you are a testament, and that's a blessing that, you know, not everybody can go through even though you weren't alone but for you know the majority of that you you didn't tell people and you you went through that and came out even stronger in the midst of that that's a lot to handle with being furloughed then going to esthetician school and dealing with cancer that's that's a lot in one so I just truly God is God is good. I I don't even know, you know, (laughs) there's no other way to put it. Not, you know, that's wow. That's amazing. Yeah. And, and, you know, and my faith and like I said, my faith has always been strong. It it always has been, you know, being, you know, going to aesthetic school was something that I prayed for. Being a business owner is something that I prayed for. And sometimes you just don't know you know, how God is going to package things up. You know, a lot of times he, he wraps things and packages it for us, but it's not the way that we expect it. So sometimes when we see the package, we're like, oh, that's not what I wanted. And, you know, kind of push it to the side and kind of lose that faith. But, you know, when he packages things, we have to accept it. It's not going to always be wrapped in gold with a pretty red bow. You know, sometimes it might come in a Walmart bag, but at the same time, you have to accept that package that God gives you. And... Just know that, you know, there's blessings in the inside of it. No matter what the outside looks like, no matter, you know, where it's been delivered from, there's a blessing in the inside of it. Right. Definitely. I totally agree. Um, wow. Okay. So now that, you know, you've shared your story and your journey to becoming a licensed esthetician, 
we got to talk about your business really quickly, you know? Ultra Bliss Beauty Bar, which I love the name, but tell the listeners a little bit, you know, about your business and what are the services that you offer? Um, Well, it's a um, full service um, spa. So I offer um, aesthetics. I do facials. I specialize in facials. That's that's my favorite. Um, all types of facials, microdermabrasions, chemical peels, um, and I also do waxing. Um, I do brow waxing, brow tint, lash lift, um, lash tints, anything. Depending on the it, I can do it. Um, I don't really do Brazilians just because right now that's that's not my thing. But um, yeah, anything facial skincare related can hit up Ultra Bliss Beauty Bar if you're in North Carolina. <laughs> yes, so anybody that's in the North Carolina area, please go check it out because that's that's amazing. I think, yeah. you know, for you to briefly just start this um, last year and, you know, making that jump to go to school and then, you know, not becoming a part of someone else's you know, spa or their beauty bar, um, and for you to take that leap and become an entrepreneur—that's that's amazing because not a lot of people would do that. You know, not right. take that first jump initially. So that's amazing, right? And it was definitely a leap, and I and I I thank God every single day because it's definitely been a blessing. Because like on weekends and throughout the week, you know, most of the time I schedule you know booked out i think right now like i'm booked out through the end of february and it's just a blessing because with everything going on with the pandemic with you know a lot of people still having the anxiety of covid that you know people are interested in my services and trusting that i am keeping you know a covid free environment and and that they feel comfortable in coming in so i i've really been lucky um a lot of people you know they are fearful when they start businesses especially when they go into something that's servicing others and they do want to start out working for change or something like that to build their clientele but luckily like through marketing through branding and and things of that nature like i've been so lucky and I, and it's crazy because i've had people like as far as south carolina reach out to me i had a client the other day that came in from the raleigh area which is about an hour away from me um so like so many doors have been open and it is just amazing and i i can't express you know how thankful i am wow that's amazing so I know you said, you know, that pretty much for the month of February that you're booked out. And I know that you said, you know, that you're back at your job. So how are you able to balance the two? And what's a typical day like balancing both jobs? Oh, I don't even think I know what the word balance means. But <laughs> um, so I normally I work my corporate job from eight in the morning to five-ish. Mondays and Tuesdays, I'm already always off because I have a little one and um, she does cheer. She does competitive cheer. So she has practice on Mondays and Tuesdays. So I'll just do the corporate job on Mondays and Tuesdays and then I'll, I'll kind of handle her with cheer practice. Um, on Wednesday through Friday, I'll do the eight to five and then I'll come um, here to the spa and I'll work here from about five to nine. Um, right now in North Carolina, we are under curfew due to COVID, so you're not supposed to be out after 10. So probably, you know, once the curfew lifts, I'll probably extend it from like 5 to 10, Tuesday through Friday, uh, Wednesday through Friday. And then on Saturdays, I'm just here all day. I'm here as early as 8 in the morning and 
here till as late as 6 p.m. Same thing on Sundays. Early oh. day in the morning till 6 p.m. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. It's just, it just goes to show. I was actually having this conversation with a friend um, a couple of days ago and, you know, balancing because I just graduated college. And so prior to I had the podcast still and I was in school and then working a full time job. And I had a friend tell me, like, you're doing too much. You need to let it go. Are you not stressed? And, you know, I always tell them if it's something that you're passionate about you know, God will work out the kinks, you know, if you're tired, eventually you're going to get that rest, you know, whether it's you deciding to get the rest or God kind of sitting you down telling you you need to, but, you know, just being determined on your passions, your goals. I always mention that, like, this is what I want to do. So I'm going to do it. I just want to commend you because that, you know, being a mother as well, like you're, you have a lot on your plate. (laughs) Yeah, but you know, sometimes we ask for a lot. So when we when we get it, we just have to accept it and roll with it. We don't, you know, know how much comes with certain things. Being a business owner, it, it was so much more like entrepreneurship is so much harder than social media makes it seem. Like we look at social media and we see all the glitz and glam of people owning businesses, but you know, they fail to talk about the bookkeeping part and the taxes and 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 just keeping everything afloat and managing your business so it's, it's a lot to entrepreneurship yes definitely um and i'm glad that you said that because what would be your number one advice to someone who's wanting to start a business what would you tell them um my number one advice would be just to research as much as possible um understand the business that they're wanting to go into and pursue something that you really want to do like don't go into selling hair just because you see, you know, somebody on social media say they're making a million dollars make uh, selling hair, and you don't have a passion for that. So I just feel like when you when you start your own business, make sure that it's something that you really have a passion for. That you're you're not necessarily just doing it for the money. You're doing it, you know, for the love, because that will make you put everything, your blood, sweat, tears, everything into it when you really do it as of something that. Um, has a cause behind it, not just because, okay, I'm trying to get rich quick. So definitely, when you're looking into a business, just make sure that it's something that you really, really want to do. And just research that business, know as much about it, know about, um, you know, the ups, the downs, the pros, the cons, everything that you came with the business. Know where that business um, could have you in the next five years, if it's still going to be profitable or if it's just something that's, you know, popular right now. Just learn as much as you can and learn business, like learn how to market, learn how to brand, learn how to apply for grants, learn how um, to work QuickBooks. Just learn as much as possible. Don't just jump out there buying inventory or or whatever it may be and, you know, want to sell it. Just understand what you are doing prior to opening your business and talk to other business owners. Don't be afraid to, to talk to others and maybe get a mentor that can help you out. Wow, that's some good advice. And I definitely think that um, the listeners who are going to tune into this episode, they're definitely going to take that advice because we we definitely live in a world full of social media. That's almost like the go-to to get validation and all of that stuff. So it's like, like you said, nobody ever tells you, you know, the cons or, you know, the back work. 
behind building something up and they just automatically assume, okay, so-and-so is doing it. Okay, I can do it too. But everybody's path is totally different, even if you're trying to aspire for the same things. And that may not be something that God, you know, called that person to, but they're just out here doing it, wasting time. And, you know, it doesn't take off the way they want it to because it originally wasn't even meant for them to do so. So I definitely think people are definitely, definitely going to need to take that piece of advice with them. But of course, um, before we end, you definitely have to let everyone know where they can find you as well as where they can book because they need to book if you're in the North Carolina area. Even she said she's getting, you know, clients from South Carolina. So if you're in the South Carolina area, any, any of the bordering states, let's just stretch it out. You definitely have to um, let them know where they can find you so they can book your services. Okay, definitely. Um, so you can book my services at www.ultrablissbeautybar.com. And there's a book button, so go ahead and hit book, find the service that you need. Um, and I'm also, I work in um, Charlotte at least once a month. So I'll be down in the Charlotte area once a month working um, in a spa there. So if you're in the Charlotte area, definitely do the same thing. You can book online. Um, and you can also find me on Instagram. Um, my business um, handle is ultra underscore bliss underscore beauty. My personal handle is I am dot major dot key K E I. Okay, awesome. So you guys, she listed out where you can find her. Make sure that you guys book her. Make sure you guys support her. She's doing really big things. Um, and I just want to say thank you again for sharing your story and your journey. Um, I wish you nothing but continued success um, in this new year and to come. Just within this short amount of time that you become an esthetician, you are doing major things. So it's nothing but up from here. All right, guys. So of course you guys know if you're a past listener that I like to highlight a small black business. But this year, I want to start it off different. And so if you do have a business, you do have a side hustle, whatever it is that you're proud of and you want support, please send me an email about your business, the name of your business and what services you do offer. And so I would like for anyone that's interested to have their business highlighted, please send that to my email, which is going to be wearegold.com inc at gmail.com and starting the next episode we'll be able to highlight any businesses that you guys send me none will be skipped over so i thank you guys once again for tuning in and i will see you the next episode